Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Amari Cooper caught five balls for 131 yards and a touchdown last night as the Browns beat the Bengals 32-13. Amari, of course, traded away from the Cowboys last offseason for a fifth-round pick and then an exchange of six-rounders. Shannon, what do you think here? Did the Cowboys make a mistake basically giving Amari to the Browns for what essentially boils down to a fifth-round pick? Skip, it's, look, I believe you know what I think of Omari Cooper. I believe they did make a mistake, but here's the reason why I say, Jerry, I mean, it's, it's a two-part question. It's really hard. If you wanted C.D. to be your number one receiver, you had to remove Omari because C.D. is not better than Omari. He doesn't, he doesn't transition, which means get in and out of his break. He can't beat man coverage as consistently as Amari. He's not a top five route runner like Amari. He doesn't have the body control of Amari. So, Skip, if I want someone to graduate, that's why they were looking to get rid of Jimmy G out of San Francisco. Why, Skip? Because right now, Trey Lance is not better than Jimmy G. But I've got to clear the deck in order for this guy to succeed. So, in order for C.D. Lamb to be... To, to, dwarf, to, to morph into that number one receiver, Skip, I've got to remove Amari. Everybody knows CD is not better than Amari. You know CD is not better than Amari. Jerry knew. Jerry was upset because he overpaid for C, uh, Amari because he didn't want him to go to his rival, the Washington football, well, the commanders. Mm-hmm. Like he was saying, the football team sounds better. Okay. He didn't want him to go to the commanders. And so he overpaid for Amari. So instead of paying him the value of what the receivers should be, should get, he gave him more because I didn't want him to go there. And because Jerry says, well, you're not giving me that kind of value, I'm going to move on. Well, you only got a fifth or, and a sixth rounder for him, Skip, because you made it known that you were looking to move on from Amari Cooper. Well, if I know you're going to get rid of something, Skip, I'm not giving you max dollars for it. I already know you want to get rid of it. So Jerry took, hey, I take a fifth and a sixth. When you know, now look what they got, Skip. You got Noah Brown. Really, Skip? Jalen Tober, the guy that was supposed to change the culture, uh, the culture in Dallas, he's been active for what, one game? Well, he, there was a sighting the other Sunday. day against the Bears. Against, really? against oh, the Bears. Oh, really? There he is. By the way, I'll take Romeo Dobbs over him any day of the week, and he went in the fourth round to Jalen Tolbert's third round. Go ahead. CeeDee Lamb has 20 career drops in 40 games. Amari had 14 drops in 56 games. Less drops in 24 fewer games. We saw what Dak was before he got Amari. You were waiting for CD to do what for Dak, what Amari did for Dak. Have you seen that? I have not. There's no question in my mind. They should, come on, Skip. I mean, you talk about you possibly. Would you even be thinking about Odell if you had Amari? The mere fact that you're possibly, and we're going to talk about this, you could possibly be entertaining this. Lets you know where where, where they ranked uh, as far as wide receivers. You tell me that they're at the bottom near wide receivers. Mm. They weren't there when they had Amari. They were ranked very very high. So for me, Skip, it's a two-point, que- a two-part question. I believe in order for you to let a, a CD rise, you had to let Amari go into the sunset. 
but he's not a better receiver. Mm. You saw you saw his arsenal on full display last night. You remember those days, Skip Bayless, when he was when he first got what when he got there in 28, 2019, mm-hmm. 2018? 18. 18. And you saw in 2019, he was dealing. No, I only saw that down the stretch in 2018. You, I did not see it in 2019. You saw it in 2019. I did not. I'm about to tell me when it's my turn. It's your turn. Thank you. Once again, you put words in my mouth because <laughs> I do not know that Amari Cooper is more valuable than C.D. Lamb. I do not know that. I do not feel that. I do not see that. I do, do not anticipate that. So you that. think Amari Cooper, you say, as we sit here today, you saying C.D. Lamb is a better receiver than Amari? I will take him any day, night, Sunday, Thursday, Monday. I'll take him over Amari Cooper. I haven't missed Amari Cooper for one split second. The only Cooper I care about now is Cooper Rush. Whatever. Cooper Rush, not Amari <laughs> Cooper. Okay, let's start with last night. You realize that the Browns own the Bengals, and I don't know why. It's just one of those weird rivalry just dynamics where they just own them. They've beaten them eight of the last nine times. Baker Mayfield owned, owned the Cincinnati Bengals when he was there. What was his big turnaround game when Odell got hurt? It was at Cincinnati, and he threw a party against Joe Burrow and company. I don't get it, but it's eight out of nine, and it's five straight times, five straight times. So to me, you have to start with the fact that the Bengals that I picked to repeat and win the AFC are decimated, especially on defense. Obviously, they don't have Jamar Chase, and that's another one where he's so great, he just changes the whole dynamic. It's just the whole offense. When you have him and you have to commit two to him every time, all of a sudden, oh, wait, T. Higgins is running free and Boyd's running free. and, and the, They better fix that stinking okay. offensive line. Okay, they and, do. and it, it, it's been good because you realize they were on a roll. Yeah. The, the Bengals were on a roll coming into this game, and they were starting to look like the Bengals. And the offensive line was no longer a liability until Miles Garrett happened last night and everybody <laughs> around him. Okay? And every time I looked up, another DB went out of the game, including my old guy Awuzie yeah. went out of the game. And so, yes. He ran wild on them because they didn't have anybody to deal with him. And when your team is front running and when it's clear to Amari Cooper that you have the upper hand in a game, he can be lethal. I always said he he might be the best route runner in football, but I don't trust his heart. I don't trust his backbone. I don't trust his guts, especially on the road. And that was at home in Cleveland last (laughs) night, right? Yeah. Okay. So, what what have we seen? The, the the Browns had lost four in a row. Like who who cares? Like it was like a who cares kind of game last night. And it looked like to me, I was obviously rooting for Joe Burrow and company. They go boom 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 right down the field, and then all of a sudden it looks like they're about to go in and score. And Miles Garrett gets his fingertips on a pass, and it gets tipped up in the air and tipped up in the air and tipped up, and they they pick, pick it, it off. And from that point, I look up, and it seems like. 10 minutes later, it's 25 to nothing. I'm saying, <laughs> what just happened to the Cincinnati Bengals? Yep. I think they're trying to figure that out. Okay, yes. so what, what do we know from Amari Cooper this year on the road? Or even, let's just pick cherry pick some games. Remember the week one game when the Browns stole that game from Baker Mayfield yeah. at Carolina? Remember that game? Yeah. Amari, he took that game over. He caught three balls for 17 yards. And then their big game against Atlanta, at Atlanta, uh, he caught one ball for nine yards. Oh, that's Amari. That's who I know. And then against New England, he caught four balls for 44. And at Baltimore, he caught three balls for 24 yards. And his catch rate is only 59%. So, He's been thrown 66 balls, and he's caught only 39 of them. 
Guess where that ranks in catch rate among only wide receivers? It's it's 60th on a list of 75 wide receivers. He ranks 60th in catch rate right now. And pro football focus, I'm sorry that CD's ranked 50. He's graded 15th to Amari's 28. So right now, and, and they've always loved CD. Man, all them dro- okay. all all them drops when they okay. threw he when, drops they, threw, too many when balls. they threw CD Lamb 14, what 11, 12 balls, and he caught two. Okay, I got you. But let's hark back after the miraculous run that Dak and Amari made once he joined the team. They had one disaster on, remember, the Monday night Tennessee game. That that was a bad start. And Dak tried to force the ball into the back of the end zone to Amari, who had just joined the team and maybe practiced once. Right. And um, what's the Tennessee safety? Bayard. Yeah, Bayard. He, he picked it in the back of the end zone and ended up running all the way out and doing a T.O. out on the logo, right, at Jerry World. <laughs> okay, so after that, they took off. And I give you, they had some huge – the home game against Philadelphia that went overtime. overtime. It was spectacular. What a dynamic duo they became. And then 2019 happened, and they had the three first games. Remember, this is when Dak was betting on himself right. against that evil Jerry Jones. Right. He's going to take him to the bank. And here we go. And your favorite all-time game, you're up in Denver rooting. You lost your voice rooting against my Cowboys from the box up in Denver. They were the all Jets. the way up against the Jets. They ended up losing 24. <laughs> it was 24 to 22 to mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. They lost to Sam yeah, Darnold. Yeah, he put, put one on him. Yeah, he put one on him. So Amari caught one ball for three yards. He was game. hurt. And then I don't know what happened, but he came right back the next game at home, and he looked like a world beater. I don't know what happened. One ball for three yards. Then here we went to New England, and he's matched up against, at that point, the best corner in football and still one of the top yeah. corners in Stephon Gilmore. And it was a no-moss game. Amari, was he quit. He was hurt. He just flat out said, I can't. I go, give me, give me that long coat. I got it. It's cold up here in New right. England. It was like November 20-something. It was, and, like, it, it was it, snowing. It, yeah, was, it was dreary. And the final score was New England 13-9. to nine. They right. won that game. But he's over there st- standing in a long coat saying, I, I, Coach, I, I, can't, I just can't be. He's too good for me. Which brings me to the final game that year. With all the chips pushed to the middle of the NFC East table at Philadelphia in the cold on, I think it was December 22nd. Yeah. The Eagles won the game 17-9, to and it got so bad for Amari, who did wind up with four catches for only 24 yards. It got so bad in the fourth quarter. Jason Garrett was so upset with him. This is Jason Milktoast Garrett. He yanked him from the football game and said, you come over here and stand by me because you are half-heartedly running your routes right now. And remember the last big possession – it was Tavon Austin in the game in place of Amari Cooper right. because Jason Garrett just didn't look like he, – he didn't like the body language he yeah. saw from Amari Cooper who, for whatever reason, if you take him out of his home comfort zone and put him on the road, he's a boss, man. Well, Skip, how about this? How about instead of trying to say CD's one, why not have it like Miami? Miami is not interested in who's one or who's two. Jalen Waddle gets his catches. Tyreek gets his catches. Okay, the or problem you- was Jerry – Caved and gave him 20 million yeah, bucks. Yeah. 20 million bucks. Yeah, and then last year, game after game, you're saying, well, he's not that good. He's not that good. Right. And Jerry loves him some CD. I do not disagree because Jerry sat there and his, was it his grandson? grandson. He's on his yacht. His grandson says, Granddad, you got to yeah. take. But here, the thing is, Skip, we, we know how Jerry feels about the guys he drafted. Yeah. There's a special, there's a special kind of bond. I, I got it. Now he's never going to love players that he traded for, yep. like he loved the players that he drafted. And sometimes he hold on to the players that he drafted a little too long. But you look at Amari and the way he can run and the things that he can do. 
Skip, he can like, like I said, I, I I don't know. I don't know what you know what's inside. Some I've seen some guys that got passion like Michael Irvin to play that position, and some guys are just quiet no, no. and, and just quiet, just, but still get that work done. T.O. had huge passion yeah. for that position. He played with rage. Right. And, and Amari just plays lifelessly. He 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 reverts only back to his God-given route running ability. And cook him. Yeah. Well, he can textbook cook folks <laughs> and especially when he gets you on the run and they are front running he will cook you yeah. because there, there's no pressure you just keep running your routes and you're you got the advantage because you're just better than they are yeah. they're decimated in the secondary and look look what cleveland wound up doing it they put up 440 yards that, that's what jacoby no Brissett. Yeah. 440 yards to, to 229 really bad he's been, been really bad <laughs> lately and then he's with lisa after the game just crowing about what they've been doing well Enjoy the night because I'm not sure there are going to be many more of those. But the, the, the point is, I, I, I get what you're trying to say in the big picture, but if you look at the small picture from game to game to game, I just don't miss him because I believe, remember we had the great Rob Ryan, Rex's yeah. twin brother, was sitting right here, yeah. and, and he just threw up his hands when we were talking about Amari at Philadelphia, and he said, it's why John Gruden it's said no. John Gruden just said, your motor doesn't run hot enough for me. I just don't like the way you right. – it, it's why John loved Antonio Brown for a little while when he first got right. there to camp, remember, because to Antonio's – nobody ever practiced any harder than Antonio. Right. He loved to play football, so he loved to practice football. Well, see, Amari says, well, see, when I show you passion, y'all call me a diva. I don't get out there. I'm not yelling and screaming. I'm not screaming on the sideline. I'm not throwing tablets. And now y'all say I have no passion. He's like, I can't win. He said, can I find a common ground? Can I find a middle ground and operate and go do my job and go home? Okay. So John Gruden said no, but he got in return a first-round pick. Yeah. Oh, that'll, that'll work. Right. And then Jerry Jones said no, but he got in return only a fifth-round pick. Right. Well, I don't love it because you would think just on pure reputation that you could get better than a fifth-rounder. Well, you but can't let were, it be known that you're trying to get rid no, of the guy. I, I got it. But it was, for them, addition by subtraction because, to your point, they needed to clear the, the decks for – um, CD, CD to rise and shine, yes. and that they needed to to clear the psychological decks because every time they went into a big road game, if he's your number one receiver, they couldn't trust him. It, it, it was negative. It, it's almost like Russell Westbrook where, where it becomes contagious bad, and, and Amari's lack of emotion and lack of uh, of playing with any kind of intensity it became contagious bad for the whole offense so jerry said i i don't need that cd plays with some passion and rage yeah he does but amari he, amari catches the ball he ain't gonna do no no he's not gonna do it he ain't gonna do nothing nope. hey just get up nope. hand the ball to the official going back I, to the I, I got he's it. like i do this all the time this is what i do i'm a professional i'm a professional wide receiver which means I do this on the reg, so I'm not surprised at what's happening to you right now. Okay, so he's lifted the Cleveland Browns to what are they now? Three and five? Oh, uh, two and what five. Would, what would they be if they had number uh, had four? If number four was their quarterback, I guarantee they wouldn't be three and five. Maybe we'll, we'll see about that. There's no number question. four hadn't played football in two years. Well, he, hey, he, he go what? Three more weeks. Three, I, I, week I 11, he can come back. They, they reported last night on ESPN that he's now yeah, allowed he's back, back in the building. Yeah, the he's back in the building. Yeah, he's been able to come back to the building. Yep. I think we're about three weeks out. But, Skip, we'll you see. have to – and plus, there's no question. We know what the Browns are. The Browns are a running team, hence what we saw from Nick Chubb. 
Nick Chubb need to get some more love too, Skip. I don't know what it is about Nick Chubb, but all I know is he be standing straight up. He ain't in no stands like a, hands on his hip. He does. And be running the ball down people. Th- that is a running football team. And Amari's putting up these numbers. He was sensational last night. I'm surprised that they don't throw the ball better considering the run game. Play action should always be open. Because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt can both run the football. Yeah, Nick had 101 last night. They had 172. I was surprised Cincinnati didn't try to run it at all because Joe Mixon's pretty good, but they just went completely away, you can argue, because they fell behind. They fell behind, yeah. But with Nick Chubb, I will never forget that early scene in the hard knocks that year yeah. where he's, he's at the <laughs> they, airport. They left him at baggage play. <laughs> they left him at baggage play, and some Browns fan is standing next to him, and, and it's just making idle conversation right. while they're waiting, right. waiting for the carousel to drop the bags. And he said something about, what what do you do? And he said, I I play for the Browns. (laughs) Oh, you play for the Browns? Yeah. What's your name? Nick Chubb. Oh. Oh, you're Nick Chubb. Chubb from the crib. So, yeah, yeah, but Skip, look, I I just think the thing is, and we're about to talk about it now with Odell, I can just imagine what y'all be cooking. Y'all be really cooking right now. If y'all had uh, uh, Mari and CD. Mm. I mean, now you got CD and Noah Brown. Really, Skip? Mm. That's what you're going to make this deep Uh, play ever. Forget about Michael Gallup. Who can gallop? Oh, okay. Let's, okay, let's talk about Michael Gallup. Yeah, let's. Guys, that game for Amari with 131 yards, that was a season high for him and his third 100-yard receiving game of the season. Oh, he got three 100 yards? How, about, how, how many, how many for CD? Mm. How many CD got? This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash UndisputedPod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash UndisputedPod. Your mental health journey begins here. All right, so yes, we know the Lakers and Pacers stepped away from the idea of trading Russell Westbrook and draft capital for Miles Turner and Buddy Heald. However, Turner says the Lakers should revisit the idea of trading for him. This was on the Woj podcast. The center said, look, I provide leadership, shot blocking, three-point ability, and playmaking. Shannon, would this, could this happen? I doubt it. Um, Miles Turner clearly doesn't want to be in, doesn't want to be in um, in Indy any longer. Um, he's going to be wanting a, a, a contract, and uh, they seem to be unwilling to give him the contract that he's seeking. 
Skip, they had all offseason. It's just hard for me to see them, especially now since they put Russ in a new role. He seems to be accepting of that role. He seems to be flourishing in that role. I hardly think they're going to revisit this anytime soon. They want to see another 10, 15 games of Russ playing in this role. Okay, is this a new home? Is this something that we can build on? So now I, don't, I, don't, I think it's less likely. We understand what, who Miles Turner is. He's a two-time block champ. He normally shoots around 34, 35% from the three, although he's down this year shooting 27% from the three, but he's missed 65 games between 20 and 2022. And so he's only played three games this season. So, look, the last thing they need is another injured big man. We, we deal with AD every time he jumps up and then he grabs his back and he moves like he – AD 28, but he moves like he 58. And so for me, Skip, I don't see it happening. I doubt it's going to happen if it were to happen anytime soon, but I don't see it happening now because you had a whole the entire offseason to get something done. Now you put Russ in a new role. He's kind of thriving in that role. And I know, Skip, it's only two games, but this is the happiest and the freest I've seen Russ play in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think they're going to probably ride this out for a little while. Which is why I'm with you. It feels like this trade is way off the table because all of a sudden he has turned into Russell West bench. <laughs> all of a sudden it looks like he's, at least early on, on his way to winning sixth man of the year. Yep. So he has a new goal. I'll be the sixth man of the year. I'll right. be the next Manu Ginobili. I, I will come in with the expectations, at especially at home, to ignite instead of people gasping and saying, no, don't shoot. It'll be like, yeah, Russ yeah. is in the game, yep. right? Applaud him. Yep. Maybe, what, six minutes left in the first quarter, somewhere mid-first quarter. Here he comes. Yes. And here they go. Yep. Off to the races. And it looked like Russ balked at the role and pouted over the role when he got thrown into that last preseason game. Right. And then all of a sudden, Darvin Ham convinced him just just try it. Embrace it one night and let's see what happens. And he did. And he, he still did a lot of Russell West bricky and right. kind of things, like wild turnovers. I, and I guess not, Skip. He's found a way to get warm since he's not starting. I don't Remember know how he, did that. he couldn't He couldn't even get to know what to do. No, he said he didn't. <laughs> but I, I think he used the exercise bike up in right. the tunnel. I, I don't know, but he did it. And especially the other night, he ignited. And the the most stunning stat of the year for the Lakers so far is that against Denver, again, at the Crypt, at home, Russell Westbrook led the the, the whole game with a plus 18, and LeBron was a minus one. You can make the case that Russell Westbrook actually saved LeBron from going, what would that make him, 0-6, right? Saved Mm -hmm. him from going 0-6 because... LeBron came out flat, missed his first four little layup shots underneath yep. the basket, and then had a wild three miss at the end of the half. And you look up and, wait a second, mm-hmm. they have stormed back, and yep. they are taking control of the game. And they continued to storm all through. And it was led mostly by Westbrook. I thought Austin Reeves played very right. well in his role, just going along. Lonnie Walker came yep. in and gave it to me. Skip, and even though they lost the game, what was that, Friday night to Minnesota? He played well the I, first time coming off the bench. I thought he'd done an unbelievable it just, job. It was just wild because he still shot poorly especially late, like the later it got the more he reverted back 19 and he had five wild like sadly comical but he had 18 points he's averaged 18 points uh, shooting 37 percent from the three eight rebounds five assists as a starter he was 10 points a game eight percent from three it had a minus 16 as a plus minus what was the other night 18 18 eight and eight mm-hmm. 18 mm-hmm. eight and eight that rolls off the tongue yeah right okay yeah. and it looked like i mean I don't know how, but he got voted. He's a top 75 player, and most people think he's slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer. So if you can 
sort of, he's like reborn now in this new role, if you will, coming off the bench where, where he's found a second career salvation. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe this is going to go. But all of a sudden, to me, even though this story caught fire last night, it, it just feels like it's starting to fade because could you use Miles Turner and Buddy Hill? Sure, you could. Because maybe, maybe Skip, maybe you could probably put Miles Turner in the starter lineup, play him at the five, put AD at his natural position where he really and truly wants to play. He ain't really trying to bang I got with it. a yoke, a Joel Embiid, or those big guys oh. like that. And and Miles Turner, to your point, he will block some yeah, shots. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, he had two blocks last night. And Skip, the Lakers are really good. They're they're a good defensive team, um, uh, so he could help them. Points and second chance points, re- rebounding. Um, I hope. I, I think his uh, his three point percentage will come up. I don't believe he shoots twenty seven percent for the whole three. I think he'll he'll revert back to kind of where he was, like a 35 percent shooter. But I think now Rob Palenka skip because they said he wanted to see him by Thanksgiving. Okay, they put Russ in this role. I think now there's a reluctancy to do anything. Well, let's let's see how it works. Yep. We thought Russ was going to be in the starting role, but now we might have found a role for him. So this might work for us. Okay, and as you know, we pointed this out a thousand times. All that Jeannie Buss has left in her long-term vault are those two unprotected first-round picks, yeah. 27 and 29. 19, I'm not 19, 2027 20, 20, and 2029. And the point is, if they're unprotected, they could be stars. They, they could yeah. be superstars. And the way Russ was going in the starting lineup, he'd become such a liability that if you – you give away those two picks just to get rid of $47 million and Russell Westbrook, yeah. then you could look 10 years from now, you could just look like fools. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I agree, Skip. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think they're going to move him. I think they're going to keep him in this role. I think Russ thrives in this role right here. Now, where that takes him, I don't know. I don't think they're contending. Even with Russ in this role, I don't think they're contenders. The West is loaded. This The NBA, I mean, even when you look at the East, uh, it's still loaded. I just don't see them. I just don't think they have enough shooting. I think they can play defense good enough. I don't think they can shoot the ball well enough to, to contend. Okay, the truth is, in the end, they're going to go as LeBron goes. Yeah. And what's he got left in year 20? I'm not sure. Right. I haven't seen explosion from him yet. I see it in spurts. But, Skip, it's, he, he's not – that's AD. They got AD. AD's supposed to be the top dog now. LeBron's supposed to be second, you know, hey, AD, you got this. going to get me 35-40 tonight. And he's supposed to be able to take the night off and give you 15-20. He can't take the night off. Okay. Final points on Miles Turner. I love these quotes from yesterday on the Woj podcast. Miles Turner said, I just feel like here in the Midwest, we don't get the love that I think we deserve. Okay, fair enough. But he goes on to say, you are under a microscope out there in the West. Are you ever? You have no idea the microscope because you've never felt the microscope. Nothing like this. And he adds... Playing alongside LeBron, I feel like he demands a certain level of excellency. Well, it's, it's not that he demands it. Everybody, Everybody <laughs> demands it because they're saying he needs help. He's in year 20. Okay, you're on, Miles. Right. Yeah. Come and help LeBron. Okay, <laughs> yeah. and the, the spotlight tends to go and, and melt the guy next to him. Yes. Ask Russ if, if Miles Turner could sit down with Russ right now and get Russ on, like, lie detection, just blurt the truth. He'd say, stage? I, I lived, I grew up wanting to be on this stage, and all of a sudden this stage ate me alive. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, playing opposite of LeBron as the scapegoat to the quote-unquote goat ate me up last year. Mm-hmm. My family was miserable. My wife was miserable. My kids were miserable. I, I don't know. Skip, 
Miles Turner's never had to play with the expectations of be great on a nightly basis. <sighs> like you said, that's the Indiana. Okay, if you make the playoffs, fine. If you don't, that's okay too. That's not ever going to be the case when you're with the if Lakers. You and then you're playing beside a, a historically great player? <sighs> hey, if you have an off game in Indianapolis, yeah, maybe Who you cares? get some talk show blowback, but it's just not that big a deal. Nobody cares outside of the city limits of Indianapolis or maybe, maybe within that confines right. of the state. But the point is, out here, everybody cares from coast to coast. Yeah, you, Miles Turner, Miles Turner have a, a 0 for 10 game in Indiana. It's only going to make the headlines in Indiana. You play alongside LeBron James and go over. Ask Russ. When Ask he went him. 0 for 11 to get the Clippers to see what happened. Ask him. I, I, hey. <laughs> Every is, talk show, not just in L.A., Every talk show. This stage here is be careful what you wish for exactly. stage. It's the ultimate. It's what underscores this stage. Be careful what you wish for. That's why the greats, when they can play on a big, when you play, and this is not a knock on any, but when you play in New York or you play in L.A. or you play for historically great franchises where the expectation, you play in Boston. That's a different level of expectations. You play in L.A., not only the market, but the team in and of itself. That's a whole different animal. Then you throw the LeBron factor on top of the tradition of Showtime, and now you got, oof, you got <laughs> issues, man. Miles Turner had seven points, five boards, gentlemen, in the Pacers' loss to the Nets last night. Got to wonder if those comments affected that team chemistry at all. <laughs> when it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. All right, Jerry Jones ready to make some moves to try and get the 6-2 Cowboys back in the Super Bowl. He's been referring to when his team added Deion Sanders to an already stacked Dallas roster back in the 90s. Jones said, quote, I feel that good about our chances. I will do that. I will give up some future currency to go for it. All right, Shannon, do you expect Jerry Jones to make some sort of splash by today's 4 o'clock Eastern deadline? No, I don't. Uh, Skip, he felt good about his team last year. Remember, that's why he said he was so disappointed that they lost in the first round to uh, the San Francisco 49ers because he said, uh, I'm so disappointed because I didn't see this coming. I thought we were ready to play. 
Um, first of all, there are no Deion Sanders available. And you got Deion via free agency. They didn't trade Deion. You got Charles Haley, um, Skip, in the situation because, like, like you and I talked about earlier, the 49ers just could not do anything else with Charles. He didn't want to be there. He had done everything he possibly could to let them know he didn't want to be there. And then he did the final straw, and then Chuck Carmen Policy says, you got to go. Uh, there are some receivers that are available. We hear DJ Moore could possibly be available. He's a big-time receiver. They're just wasting his time in Carolina. Uh, is Brandon Cooks, you see, I saw Brandon Cooks might be available for Houston, Texas. Skip, all he does is get 1,000 yards. Where, whether it's New England, whether it's the Rams, whether it's New Orleans, whether it's the Texans, no matter who his quarterback, Brandon, it's like taxes. He's going to get you 1,000. You got to pay taxes. Brandon Cooks is going to get you 1,000 yards receiving. He's a very, very good receiver. You Jerry Judy, he might be available. Uh, Skip, this is the first time since 1973 that the Cowboys has not had a player with at least 100 receiving yards in the game through the first three, eight weeks. 1973. So that 49, 49 years, ain't it? We spread the wealth. Yeah, he spread the wealth. <laughs> oh, that was, that's what you're telling yourself, Skip Bailey? Yep. Uh, no, yeah, 50, 50 years. 50 years. 50 years? Mm. 50 years, basically 50 years, Skip. So I don't well, see we it. We are 6-2. and two. And that's why you're not going to do it. Because you're 6-2 and two and you believe you got what it takes. That's why you're not going to do it. See, thank you for making my point. Mm. I'm not sure what the point is here because Jerry Jones seems to be speaking loudly out of both sides of his mouth. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm reading these quotes and then I'm reading these quotes and I'm saying little, 2 little plus connect. 2 equal 5. 5. <laughs> Okay, so at first he's raving about who they are, where they're going, as is. Right. Because he's saying, I, I think the way we're sitting here with Dak playing as well as he is, well, Dak didn't really play that well against Detroit, Detroit. because they were, all, they, they were a yard away from taking the lead. Taking the lead 13 to 10 early in the fourth quarter. And then against the Bears, you kept telling me on Monday, they're just terrible on defense. Okay, so we went up and down the field, but Tony Pollard did a lot of the upping and downing in the field, right? Because <laughs> he had seven breakaway runs for touchdowns. Dak played great. He had a QBR of 94. It led the, the whole league this past week. Wow. Okay, I'll take that. I, I, I told you it's the best game I've seen him play since opening night, not this year, but going all the way back to the year before okay. at GOAT. Okay, so I've seen one game body of work so far, but now it starts. The the. The season is about to start at Green Bay and at Minnesota. That's when you start to find out well, who are you made of. I thought you were going to say the season starts at 4 o'clock today, whether or not well, they've been made some trades. Okay, but he says, I, I see rising talent level because he says Tyron is coming back, and they've been boasting about him coming back by December 1, Tyron Smith. Well, the kid, Tyler Smith, has played pretty great at yeah. left tackle as a rookie. Right. I think they scored in the draft. Like against the Bears, I didn't hear his name called. Right. I didn't notice that he did anything wrong. Right. right? He got rid of the best pass rushers. Okay, so you're they right. did. Maybe that helped. But he says Tyron is coming back, and he says some other players are coming back. And I haven't even brought up the fact that James Washington was signed to be their deep threat this year. And I know he struggled at Pittsburgh, and he never was in the good graces of Ben Roethlisberger. And I don't know why, because at Oklahoma State, oh, he, he, he was game busted. Yeah. He, he was flying by people. He had some big games for the Steelers early on. Well, he did. And then, okay, and he was a second-round pick. So he's been – he fractured his foot late in camp right before the season started. Okay, so if he comes back, 
I got that as a uh, wide receiver four, if you will. Well, if that's the case, Skip, then so what? But uh, Jerry did say on his radio show this morning, says we uh, have some trades they're entertaining. So he did say that on his radio okay. show. There are some trades we're entertaining. Okay. So then he goes to other side of mouth in this interview that we're <laughs> speaking of. Was this to, to, I don't know if it's Clarence Hill or I don't know. But anyway, the point is, he said, I keep alluding to the Dion deal because he keeps calling it back. We added Dion to a pretty stacked deck, and that got us over the hump. It did because the hump was San Francisco. And they had him, and you did They didn't. had him, and, and they went and won the Super Bowl with <laughs> him. And so clearly you can tilt the whole playing field back in your favor because this is – we completely agree on this. This is by far the greatest cornerback who ever yes. stepped on a football because field. Wait, Skip, guess what happened? You beat them in 92 and 93 to get to the Super you Bowl did. because they didn't have any answer – to Michael. They did so not. So they say, okay, Dion, you're afraid to come here. This is what we're going to pay you. We make you the highest, one of the highest paid defensive players. Now you got somebody to deal with, Mike. Okay. They go to the Super Bowl in 94. They're like, well, we don't want them to have him again. So now we got to pay him to get him in our foes. So now we got somebody to guard Jerry. So guess what? They go back to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Dion could make Jerry cry. Yeah. Jerry Rice, so, he could. But Skip, you got Dion, you got Dion in free agency. Mm hmm. You have an opportunity. No, no, get- there was no trade going on here. Yeah. You, 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 you just have to go buy him. Because you just imagine you have Vaughn Miller and Micah. Okay. And then I, you I kick D Law. Now you kick D Law inside with Dorrance Armstrong. So you got Micah and Vaughn on one side. You got D Law and Armstrong. And with that rotational players that you got with Fowler, with some of those other guys. Okay, Jerry thought that Vaughn was too rich for his blood because he thought Vaughn was on the downside of his career. And I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing any tail off yet. Nah. I'm not seeing Father Time tapping him on the shoulder. Even what, what the Rams gave up to get Vaughn from Denver, you look at the playoffs, you say it was worth it. Oh, he was absolutely worth it. A second round, I think they gave him a second round pick to get him. You look at what he gave you in the Super Bowl. You look at what he did in Tampa. You look at what he did against the 49ers. He's one of those guys. Wherever he goes, it's Midas <laughs> touch. He's a big game hunter. He's a big game hunter. The bigger the game, the better Bond Miller's going to play. You don't think he would want to hunt for his hometown Dallas Cowboys? Absolutely. Look, I go back to the, the Super Bowl 50. Did he not break that game open? Okay, but my team is flat out loaded with pass rushers. Yeah. There's no Vaughn, but there is a Micah, and he's coming. And he is so destructive he, he commands so much attention that the others are just feasting. Mm-hmm. Like Sam Williams, the second-round right. pick out of Ole Miss. Yeah. He's flashing for me every game because he's flying against somebody in single coverage. Yeah. And he's just eating alive. And then Dorrance comes here. And then Dante Fowler Dante is Fowler playing better than he played. Right. He and is. then Odigi Zua comes up the yeah. middle. And I'm saying, wait a second. Mm-hmm. We're leading the league with all this. Any so what do you want? What do you want? A receiver? Okay. You want? You want DJ Moore? You want Brandon Cook? You want Jerry Judy? I mean, what you want? Okay, but but he's talking about I'm ready to go for it. All, all those people are just people well, to me. Skip, no, skip. Who, so who? I don't know. See, this would be the one where you don't know it's coming. Right. Where you don't? It, it's it's not even being rumored yet. This this would be one where you'd say, Wait a second. What you want, Travis Kelsey? Yeah, like that. Like that. <laughs> yeah, where, where I bet say, you would like. No, that. No, I know, but but it's not going to be that obviously. But I can't. I, I haven't been able to focus because Jerry and Steven are shrewd operators right. and Will McClay is the shrewdest of operators right. because he just keeps scoring like crazy in the right. draft. Well, who knows? They may have identified somebody somewhere where I say, I didn't even know he was available. Right. And they go and get him and he keeps raving about, we have the draft capital and we have the cap space to go make a splash move, yeah. a big move. 
And he, he was raving about, the main thing about me is I don't have an aversion. What, what, what did he, in all the books that I wrote about the Dallas Cowboys, Jerry used to just rave to me about what a plunger he is. And right. he said, it, it's called. Aversion of risk. It, it's called tolerance for, for ambiguity. <laughs> ambiguity is obviously, you I don't, don't know, know. I don't know. So what's your tolerance for I don't know? Right. Well, Jerry said in the oil fields, he had extreme tolerance for, oh, that could cost me my my whole whatever I got left in the bank. But okay, it can make me rich beyond my riders' dreams. Okay, plunge, go okay. for it. And, and he loves. To, he told me that big story about he flew into Love Field one time, the, the smaller airport in Dallas. And he went to the rent car counter. This is when he's trying to make it in oil and gas, and he handed the woman his credit card, and she just took it, looked at it, and cut it right in two with her sisters. Scissors, excuse me, scissors, because <laughs> she said he was busted. Yeah. And he lost his shirt, and then he had a whole bunch of shirts, okay? Because <laughs> he, to the he store. plunged, yes. and he plunged, and he started to hit. But, but you listen, you, you hear all the stories about get rich quick, like Jed Klamath yeah. in, in the oil field, but, but there, there are millions of people out there who went completely bust. bust. Okay, but he didn't, and now he owns the most valuable team in all of sports. He owns a bunch of things. <laughs> he owns a bunch of things. So he's saying... I. If we have a chance to do something, which which I interpret to mean meat on the bone, meat of where, where, where this, is, this is Jerryism for if there's big meat on that bone, like th- this is going to change our life. Right. Well, then he says, I'll plunge. Well, it's do got, it. Skip, it's got to be an offense. I'm thinking it's an offensive player. It's got to be. Although Dion wasn't and Charles was yeah. not. Yeah. OK. Amari was. And I give Jerry high mm-hmm. marks for Amari because it worked for a while. Right. It was exactly what the doctor ordered for Dak. Because remember, Amari joins them, and they're three and five, and they take off and win the division, and Dak won his first and only playoff right. game at Jerry World against Seattle right. and Russell Wilson. Okay, so my bottom line to all this is, it sounds like Jerry is still trying to sell ice to the Eskimos. <laughs> He's just trying to to stoke the fire. Oh, Jerry said we're going to go for it. Jerry said we're going to go expectation for it. Where it, it's it's all about box office for him. It's all about making America's team the most watched team in in all the land. And the way you do it is you drop big hints about I just might watch me. Skip, it's got to be a receiver. It's okay. not gonna be a, it's not gonna be a running back because I don't know you, you, what you're gonna go get. Derrick Henry. You're gonna go get Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. I mean, you you hear Cleveland says Kareem Hunt's available now. But I, I think it's got to be a wide receiver. If you're gonna go get somebody that could potentially put you over the top. A DJ Moore could possibly do that. Okay, DJ Moore, or I think Jerry Judy is pretty explosive, yeah. pretty special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so is DJ. I, I buy I, that. Brandon Cooks is the speed to take it off. Now he can get deep. He can still run, Skip. I know he's. Well, I know he's like small. He's been around forever. And, and Skip, he just makes plays. He just make. And you go back and look at his track record in New England. He was flourished. You go back and, look, and he had Tom Brady. You go back and look at him in the Saints with. Uh, uh, with uh, Drew, he flourished. With the Rams. No, he did. Jerry Goff, he flourished. Even with the guys that's in, uh, uh, he had Deshaun for a little while. But you look at him in, in Houston, Skip, he got 1,000 yards. He makes plays. I mean, he's almost like the Von Miller of receivers. He just <laughs> keeps on. I'm not that he's winning Super Bowls constantly, right. but, boy, he's in the mix. But he has some, but you have someone, Skip, that could take the top off the coverage. And so now you let CD do his work, the intermediate stuff. 
Maybe. I, I don't know. I will believe this when I see it. Well, because I think that the right side of this is that Jerry thinks they're on the rise. It's four Eastern, one here. 10 30. Right. Well, you got about four and a half hours yep. to make something happen. Okay. <laughs> one o'clock, one o'clock Pacific time, four o'clock Eastern time. Well, all I know for sure is that Charles Haley happened in 1992 and Deion Sanders happened in 1995 which was the season the last time we went to the NFC Championship game right. and obviously went and won the Super Bowl. Well, I tell you what, ain't nobody, ain't no Dion's available. Okay. Ain't no Dion's available. Okay. Now, you might get a Charles Haley, you might get somebody that's, that's disgruntled that we haven't heard about, but ain't no Dion's available. Okay. Ain't well, no trade. There's only one and only Dion Sanders, <laughs> but that was 27 years yeah. ago. And you know what? He was worth every penny. Of course. Every last penny. Absolutely. Yep. You weren't going to the Super Bowl without him. If they, guess what? San Francisco was going back to the Super Bowl if they'd have kept Dion and y'all have stayed back. And Jerry knew it. That is true. And by the way, <laughs> Dion caught a bunch of balls that year, too. Yeah. He played receiver and he was really good. Because somebody had got hurt. You know what? Alvin Harper, he I think did. Alvin Harper had left and yep. went to Tampa. That is true. But in the Super Bowl, Dion caught two or three caught balls. Bit, yeah. yeah. And he caught, he caught, he, he lined up at wide receiver during the season. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Both It'll ways. be fun yeah, to see what happens how today, how guys. Athletic and oh. great Dion oh. As soon as we're off the air, my Jay Glazer notification volume is turned all the way up. <laughs>